Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. How do you test whether yeah. you're actually mistaken about this? Yeah, how do I how do I test if I'm mistaken? Um, Well, it's kind of an odd thing to test, really. Just think about it. Um, Is there anything more important to you than whether or not a god exists? Uh, no. Is there any more like? No. So for for such an important question, yeah. Whether it's true or not true. Wouldn't you want to use the most extensive and reliable method to concluding whether it's true or not? You would want to. Is there one? Is really the question. Hmm. And if there's not, what are you left with? Let's go, man. You got time for a short interview? What's up? You got time for a short interview? Sure. Sweet. All right. You okay if I record it? No, that's fine. All right. Uh, my name is Eddie. What's your name? Jared. Jared? How you doing, Jared? How tall are you? Six six. Six six, man. Yeah, yeah. What's that like? Tall. <laughs> cool. Um, I I'll try to time time it for about ten minutes. Uh, okay. But sometimes people want to talk longer. It's totally yeah. fine. Uh, so what I do is. Um, I have short interviews with random people, and I, I let them pick a belief that they really think is true, and um, I just ask questions to try to understand um, what they believe, why they believe it, and how they came to conclude that it's true, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I, I really like for the person to pick uh, the belief. It could be really anything. It could be uh, spiritual, political, religious. It could be something like... Um, self-empowering beliefs, really anything, but if it's something that um, kind of informs your actions in some way, so like if you woke up tomorrow and didn't hold that belief anymore, it would change how you behave. Yeah. Those are the more interesting talks, but whatever you'd like. Cool. Um, probably my most prominent belief, and I'm sure you get this a lot because of where we live, mm -hmm. is um, that there is a God. Okay. And that he is active in our lives. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I, I talk to a lot of people. I never want to assume. Right. Uh, which course. which God do you, do you... I'm a Christian. Got it. Okay. So, Christian God. So, you believe that the Christian God is real and is mm -hmm. active? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, can I get a sense of your, your confidence? Um, I use a scale, but you don't necessarily have to. Uh, zero to 100... Zero meaning I have all questions, yeah. no uh, no confidence, yeah. and hundred percent meaning I have no questions, all confidence, uh, and I'm I cannot be mistaken, sort of thing. Uh, I don't know if anyone can really hit a hundred mm -hmm. this side of heaven on this kind of thing. I would I would be a strong ninety nine. Ninety nine, got it. That's so pretty confident. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. See, I'm still going right. Yeah. All right. Um, so what is the, start the timer, what's the, the main reason you're at that 99% confidence level? The main reason, there's a lot of reasons. Um, just for believing kind of on a large scale, there's a higher power. I think there's insane amounts of evidence. Okay. Um, so you really, you really value evidence. I do in a lot of ways. The fact that we're alive, the fact that we're alive on the planet that's like so perfectly capable of harboring life like we have. Okay. The water here, the air that we can breathe, the temperatures that we can sustain. Mm. And you know, the evolutionary process kind of guides the formation of life there, right, on some level. But at the same time, like how many planets 
have we seen that were like, oh, well, they can't even harvest, they can't, they can't have single cell organisms survive on mm. these planets, but the planet here is so, and while acknowledging there's billions of planets, right, and there's probably millions out there that have life on them as well, but uh, it's just so perfect for me to look at and say, well, it just kind of happened, like, two things collided and then, boop, here we are. You know, okay. On some level, to me, that's that's harder to believe. Than there's something else out there bigger than us. Mm. You know, Stephen Hawking talked about how it's more likely we're in a computer simulation. I think on some level that's probably true, <laughs> but I wouldn't call it a computer simulation. I would just yeah. call it something else did program, design us, make us. Okay. And and here we are. Okay. Um, if you were to come to the understanding um, that the earth or the universe or what have you wasn't fine-tuned um if yeah. if that evidence w- weren't wasn't as clear yeah. do you think you'd be less confident that a god exists um knowing what i know now no okay no i think that's the evidence and that's what led me to believe in the first place I, like started you off that's what started me off okay but now after having believed what I believe for 14 years. Yeah, okay. Having worked in church ministry as a minister, preaching. So you don't even necessarily need um, the evidence that the world and our, you know, species is so yeah. adapted. Even if that wasn't the case, you even would still believe. Because now that I've had, now that I, now that I've encountered God, because mm, now okay. I... I pray, and I've had prayers answered. Mm, and now okay. I, um, I see things in my life that seem like horrible things at the time, that I can trace back that pain out to like, oh, this has actually shaped so much more opportunity, good opportunity. And I think a lot of people see that. Okay. And it's like, what are the odds that, um, you know, getting fired from a job that you love could be a blessing, right? Like that's that seems so horrible. What are the odds that a family member passing away could be a good thing? Your dad dying, like how can that be good? But okay, through the process of that, right, you connect with someone else at the funeral that you haven't seen in a long time, and you know you form a lifelong relationship with them. I okay. mean, there's so many things that happen that we would never choose to happen. They happen to us, and they they turn out to be good. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So. Let's say that you never had those, ex- if you never had those experiences, or before you had those experiences, um, and you maybe never came across the evidence that uh, everything was kind of designed to fit us, do you think you you might may never have been that confident, or? The confidence would be lower. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if for 14 years I had this belief in God and, like, nothing in my life had ever been different, mm. then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe, I mean, it still makes sense that there's something else that made us. I might be less confident that he's active. Okay. I, I still, it just makes sense to me. I mean, even as I go through school and I learn through, I learn in college evolution and the ins and outs of the Big Bang Theory. I mean, everything makes logical sense that a higher power started the process okay but yeah i'd be less confident if i had zero um life experience to show me that someone else is interacting okay. with me that i can't see yeah and the reason why i'm asking that is because uh generally if someone says this is what's making me so confident yeah and i ask you well if that didn't happen or that wasn't or that you changed your mind about that would that lower your confidence yeah. and if it didn't like the evidence that everything is fine-tuned uh that's probably not the foundation of what why you believe yeah that makes sense um so it seems it's more your your belief is uh more based off of god's interaction with you or and and that and that more than anything that's i would say my belief is founded on evidence and my confidence is founded on interaction and in a lot of ways the interaction is evidence so the, the the thing that probably led me in the first place to say there's something higher mm. than me is, uh, I mean, I walk through the park today, I'm like, this is freaking beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the best artistic mind on the planet couldn't make this. So evidence is 
is what gets you to the belief, yeah. and the interaction with God is what the, strengthens it. Strengthens it. Yeah, okay. That improves confidence. So, would you say that you need the evidence to believe in the first place, or if you never had that evidence, could you still be just as confident? Um. I'm. I mean, hypothetically. Like if you if right. you let's say. Um, after this conversation, yeah. uh, you did some studying and you looked into the evidence and you right. came across something that was like, oh, wow, there's some real problems with the fine-tuning um, of our bodies. And, and right. Like, let's say, you, theoretically, you came to the understanding that maybe it's not fine-tuned. Right. Would that, would, would everything just kind of start falling apart or would it just be like, well, I don't really need that. I still have my connection. Yeah. Um, where I'm at now in life, I no longer need that. Yeah, okay. I have my connection. Gotcha, okay. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's see, we only got three more minutes. Um, what is the best example of um, God working in your life that's like the most prominent, where it's like very clear that it happened? Hmm. Um,. There's so many cases. So, uh, I worked in the church for four years. I, I used to be a youth pastor. Um, and that was something that throughout, probably when I was 16 and throughout the rest of high school, was when I was like, I really want to do this. Um, I feel really like God wants me to do this. And I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that's what I wanted. And so, I turned 18, I graduated. And now there's this other church, one of the churches that burned down during the arsons in 2010. I don't know if people have to remember that. I, ca- I kind of yeah. remember that. I'm not actually from Texas, okay. but I, I moved here right when that started happening. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, it was a big thing. It was like 10 churches burned down. One of the churches that burned down, I had friends that went there. I wasn't super close to at the time. And I helped them out with some event and couldn't get that church off my mind for a long time. And eventually, as I, I did not want to go. Everyone in the church was old people. There was no one my age. <laughs> at all and I'm like I don't want to go here the church I was going to the time was huge it was great people my age I had so many friends there dozens all my friends that I had went to that church and I was like I have to go to this church though it, for two years it was in my head I couldn't stop thinking about it and so I finally after graduating high school I joined that church and I was miserable and mm-hmm. I hated every second of it and every day I wanted to go back and they had a youth pastor there and I sat down with the church's pastor and I said hey um, I feel like God wants me to do youth ministry, and I feel like God wants me to do the youth ministry in your church. And he's like, okay, well, I have a youth pastor, and we have like five kids, so don't need the help, but if you want to come, come. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it for like three months of being miserable and hating it, and then finally, after three months, um, is when I said, this is where God wants me to be, that hasn't changed, so it's time for me to just commit, get over myself, and be a part of this. So I walked down the aisle and I um, asked to join the church and become a member, which is like in the Baptist church is like a thing. You have to go down the aisle to do it usually. Mm-hmm. So I did. I walked down the aisle. I signed paperwork. I became a member of the church. And the following Sunday, their youth pastor got on stage, said he has a new job. This is his last day and he's leaving. And he moved. Mm. So immediately after that service, I got lunch with the pastor. And he was like, I didn't know he was doing it either, honestly. So we need help with the youth group. So basically, right when you were ready and yeah. uh, to to be the pastor, there became a vacancy. The second, and I accepted in my heart, this is where I was going to be, whether I liked it or not. I'm mm. going to commit to being here. Is when I had the opportunity to be a part. Oh, okay, cool. Um, timer went off. Okay. Do you want to continue? Or That's that fine. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Just cool. A bit. Yeah, just, I just like to respect we'll people's time. Yeah, I understand. Um, so. How does the, well, I guess let me answer it this way. Can something like this happen where um, things line up perfectly? Can that happen without God being involved? Anything can happen, right? Right, like we, I don't know if you went to school, but like people take statistics, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a stat class and you take it and you learn. And anything is technically possible. Okay. Within so the realms of the laws of physics, anything is technically possible. But the odds can be so monumentally slim of things happening that 
if things line up so perfectly mm-hmm. with something that just in my own heart and in my own head, I'm like, this is what God wants me. To, this is what this higher power wants me to do. Yeah. And then it lines up with perfect timing, the perfect way. And if it's a situation, I saved some of those kids' lives, man. I had kids who were suicidal. That through me working with them, I had kids who accept Jesus who were not believers before, mm-hmm. and now like, and to me that means eternity in heaven versus hell, right? That's a big deal. And so, these experiences, where I'm like, I didn't have the chance if I didn't do what I thought was obedience in joining this church. So for all that to work out the way it did, and to see now, looking back after I've left that church and I'm on the new things, to look back and say, man, I clearly served a purpose there mm-hmm. that I never could have planned for myself, that no one else could have planned for me, that shaped who I am, shaped who these kids are, mm-hmm. and had an impact bigger than anyone on the planet. And that to me is like, I could, you could provide all of the evidence now on the contrary to there being a God, but through these experiences, I mean, and when I say like I was called to do ministry, I, was, I mm-hmm. said God told me he wants me to do that. When you're a Christian, you have experiences where like, it's not just like, oh, that sounds fun, but it's like genuinely, a lot of times like you hear a voice that's not yours. It's not like mm. schizophrenia. I'm a psych student. I know what that is. It's different. Mm. It's like, do it. And it's spoken with such confidence that it's like, I can't get it out of my head for two years until I finally did it. And then there was peace after I committed. Yeah. And then and then everything opened up. And from there, I was able to do things. I mean, to me, that is enough. It's like if I traveled to New York tomorrow mm. and... Um, you said, hey, how was your bus ride to New York? And I'm like, oh, I took a plane. I didn't take a bus. And you're like, well, I have your bus pass here. Like, as, there's a ticket. There's a receipt that you paid for a bus from here to New York. So you, I'm like, well, I rode a plane. I experienced mm-hmm. that. I saw. I talked to a flight attendant. Like, I was on the plane. Well, I have a picture of you on the bus. I'm like, yeah, but I was on a plane. Like, my experience outweighs whatever evidence you can pull up now. The evidence in the first place was nice, but now my experience outweighs it so much more that my confidence can be at a level that's 99%. Got it. It can't be 100, because you're right. There's a one in like 800 billion chance, because this is just one of many stories. So uh, I've been kind of doing this for about two and a half years, and I've I've come across a lot of people, and, and it's interesting because some people believe many different things mm-hmm. but also for the same reason um i've i've met a a hindu guy mm-hmm. who had very um kind of like similar ways in which he came to his belief and uh that being personal experience so he he basically had this encounter um i don't think he, he necessarily said it was a voice in his head telling him to right. do something but he said he experienced uh krishna which is a Hindu Hindu god, um, and and certain things happened in his life that led him to believe it can't be a coincidence that you know that something was working to help him get what he was looking for. Um, do you think there's a way to determine which one of your personal experiences is more correct in my own life, or? comparing to others like if i'm an outside person Mm -hmm. and we have that hindu um guy that that i was speaking to Uh and he says he has personal experience with uh krishna working in his life and and it couldn't be coincidence Mm -hmm. because the odds are so great that you know are are so low and, and and everything like that would there be a way to determine which one of you is more correct like would you would you agree that both of you can't be correct? Yeah. So, do you think there's a way that we could determine which one of you is more correct? Um, your personal experiences? To determine with complete certainty, no. no. Because I don't think faith in a higher power is ultimately this... Uh, this giant leap of faith people make it out to be for most people 
I know my pastor at that church, um, he didn't believe in God for the first 33 years of his life. And for him, it was a different way to get there. For him, it was just study, study, study. Mm -hmm. And his thing has always been, I can stack a pile of books that fill a whole room, top to bottom, wall to wall, on one side in support of the Christian God, and on one side the support of no God or some other God, Mm -hmm. and read all of them start to finish. And all accepting the Christian God is, is not some crazy big leap of faith. It's just like, that makes sense. That's it. Mm, And everyone's experience and everyone's decision is theirs. Okay. But, so I I don't know what this other guy's experienced. And we could do a, a law room setting and both make a case. Yeah. And someone else and the jury can decide what they think sounds more correct or not. Is there anyone to definitively prove it? No. But I know what I've experienced. So, if he can experience something like, if, if he can come to the understanding that his experience is Krishna and he sees Krishna working in his life, mm-hmm. if personal experience can lead to two different conclusions, the Krishna God and a Hindu God, mm-hmm. Is personal experience a reliable way to conclude something to be true? Um, it depends on what that experience is. It has to be the, like um, the right experience? Um, if someone stabs you, your experience can tell you that being stabbed hurts. Right? More And without any kind of evidence... Mm, you okay. know in your mind that yeah. you've experienced it. Mm. This sucks. This you, does not feel good. That's a good question. If you can feel feel pain, that is a good way to determine that it's physically happening. Um, right. I mean, you know, with exception of you've got phantom pain with like people that are amputees, right? You've yeah, they got a scratch. Right. You, you've got. I've got a friend who um, she has a pain disorder that. Uh, she has spina bifida. She'll feel pain in her back, mm-hmm. and it'll radiate to the rest of her body where there's not actual pain. It's just her nerve endings like triggering because her brain's miscommunicating now. They're like, oh, everything hurts when it's actually only everything does hurt. So in a mm. sense, it's real. Yeah, it is real. There is pain, but only one thing is damaged. So yeah, you can. I mean, with exception in those ways. Um, oh, okay. I think what you're saying is basically saying that sometimes. Like, it's real in the sense that we experience things, but it may not match what's actually happening. Right. And so, it's real. It exists. Yeah. There's something happening causing pain. It's just not where you can see it. It's just... Mm. So... Do you I, think that, yeah. like, that Hindu guy could be experiencing something that he's he thinks is just, like, gets him to that, like, 100% confidence, or really high confidence, yeah. but it may not be what he thinks it is? It's possible. And I acknowledge mine could be the same way. Yeah. But I I know again since I've experienced it and more than once multiple times that um I mean at the end of the day you'd be crazy not to go with your experience. Mm, okay. If you've been stabbed a dozen times do you think you'd be crazy to say, yeah. "Well, this may not hurt this time. Go for it." Yeah. Right? You, you know, yeah. you go off your experience. Would you generally say that people who have personal experience and attribute that experience to a god that everyone's justified in going with that i think everyone's justified in it and we all may be wrong Mm. and that's why i'm at 99 Mm. because i acknowledge like i could die one day and then like it's just boop nothing happens yeah or i could die one day and spend eternity in hell and i'm like oh shit i got the wrong guy but interesting but (laughs) i can't I mean, I'm dedicating my entire life on that 99% because those are good odds. Oh. So I'm I'm going to go to school for ministry. I'm going to work in church forever. All I want is for other people to experience this because I believe with 99% certainty that it's the difference between you spending eternity in heaven or in hell. And that means more to me than anything on the planet. Okay. So are you saying that the time you've spent doing this and the, how confident you are does that affect the truthfulness of it? No. Increase? Does it increase the odds that it's true? No. Because truth isn't relative to anything. Okay. Truth is just truth. Okay, so no matter how confident you are yeah. or how much time you spend on something, yeah. 
That does not an indication whether it's true or not. It's not an indication whether it's true or not. Okay. So you're faced with a few options. So how? I guess my next question is, how do you determine your odds? What is the odd of that Hindu guy getting it correct? What is the odd of a Muslim or you? Like, how do we calculate that? That's 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 up to every individual to do their own research and their own experience and their own study and have communication and conversation with other people and learn and learn and learn. And I could be wrong. I could. Okay. But at, at the end of the day, because it seems like it seems like you're very um, what's what I'm using. You say that's good odds. I remember you saying it's good yeah. odds. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested in, in understanding how you determine what your odds are. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, ultimately, how do you measure confidence, right? Yeah. Like, and that's an interesting topic to me because I am a psych student. I want to do I want to do counseling in the church. Um, I love the brain. So confidence is like that's hard to measure ultimately and what's 99 percent to me might feel like 50 to you or vice versa there's no real way of knowing that mm -hmm. it's like if i look at that parker that marker and i say it's blue and you look at it and say it's blue but my blue might be your red i can't prove either way okay but my entire life someone told me that's blue so i know it's blue gotcha i know the ocean's the same color and the sky's the same color but what looks blue to me might look red to you but that doesn't change the fact that the color spectrum bends in a way that makes that look blue whether or not we perceive it differently is on us, mm -hmm. right? So if we relate that to God, and I say, I believe in God, mm -hmm. Hindu God believes in God, we believe in different gods. Okay. Um, yeah, one of us is wrong, one is right. Either, and if, if, if neither of us, so those, there's, there's three options, either one's right and the other's wrong, or we're both wrong, or okay. we're not both right. That's for sure. Right. You can only be... Yeah, yeah. okay. I guess Because gotcha. my belief is his wrong, his is mine, as I'm wrong. Right, okay. So, you're less with those options. So, um, so from, from my confidence level, based on my experience, based on my study, my study of other religions, my study of other gods, my conversations with other people of other religions, of Muslims, with Hindus, with atheists, with Jews, whatever, um, and what they believe, and they can make pretty solid cases for what they believe. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I understand completely why you would believe that. And I know what I believe. And here's why I believe it. Um, so there's there's really... No, there's, there's no concrete way to prove to anyone on Earth mm -hmm. which is right, which is wrong. There's not. You can't like... Like when you were saying the light spectrum, you perceive this, I perceive okay. that, but ultimately uh, we have to go with like the, the wavelength and that's yeah. that's a determining factor to, right. to see what it really is but for the instance with um, believing in a god there isn't that verification you can do there's just yeah. you know there's only so much you can you can um, gather evidence for it but there's no way to actually determine which one is true yeah. so um, I just have like one maybe two more questions yeah. and we can wrap it up right. so I, I appreciate your time yeah, of course. if if the situation is that we don't have a way to determine like as much as we can study and all that we don't have a way to determine which one is more accurate is anyone justified in being at that 99% mark absolutely okay everyone is justified in that so everyone is justified in believing whatever they believe if they care Right now, if I don't, if I if I if, if we look at politics, and I believe Donald Trump's a racist, right? Mm -hmm. But I actually don't follow politics, and I don't read books, and I don't watch the news. But someone told me he's racist, so I'm gonna say he's racist, right? I'm not probably justified in that belief because I have nothing, I have no personal investment in it. So that's probably an unethical um, statement to make. Okay. To say I believe Donald Trump's racist. Do no one can really know except for Donald Trump. If someone believed that Donald Trump was a racist, not because they've um, seen him act in that manner, yeah. but maybe they have felt they've believed it for a long time and they've felt it, and they um, they don't see it as a coincidence that he's like mm -hmm. like if they used their personal experience um, with 
something they can't verify yeah. with like a video or talking with them, but it's just something that's happening internally yeah. that they can't verify. Would they be justified in believing he's a racist? Um, I, oh, that's I a think, hard question, sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> you can make a pretty good argument that it's a valid thought. If, but I think ultimately they have to have investment in the subject, right? A reporter can't report he's racist without evidence for it. But a person can believe whatever they want to believe. But if they haven't done the study, you know, maybe that's justified. Maybe that's a valid belief. They might be an idiot for it. But it, they're allowed to believe it. Yeah, I'm not so worried about, like, I think everyone should believe whatever right. they want to believe. I'm, I'm more wondering about, like, can anybody just be highly confident of something without verifying it? Um, Can they be justified in that confidence? Right. Well, what what makes something justifiable? I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's true. So, what does make something justifiable? Um, No. (laughs) No. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Because what I, I guess, believe is justifiable might be different from what you believe is justifiable. Oh, that's yeah. Now it's trickier. Because <laughs> right? if I if I'm against abortion, you're pro-abortion. You might say, well, it's justified to abort a fetus if it's saving the life of the mother. I might mm. say that's not justified at all because you're taking so one life for another. How if, is that justified? If the standard for what's justified just kind of depends on the person, then does it or is one right and one wrong? Well, you could be justified. I guess, and still be wrong, right? I think um, when I'm counseling friends who are, who have been hurt by someone, um, or friends that do something that they know is wrong, I generally tell them, "What you did is wrong. It is. You know that. I know that. It's understandable, given the context, right? It's understandable that someone um, looks at child pornography." if they were molested a lot as a kid, if they were exposed to child pornography and they had no one else tell them it was wrong, I can understand why they look. That does not make it right. Yeah. So it's understandable, it's not justified. There's a difference. Yeah. That's, that's getting into, like, what people, their actions and stuff like that. That that's might be a little different. Like, can I give you a different example? Yeah. So, like, okay. let's say I told you I own a red Ferrari. Okay. Um... Would you believe me? I mean... Like, how? what would you be on that confidence scale from 0 to 100 that I own a Ferrari? Probably 80%. Okay, 80%. But I haven't seen it, but I have no reason to believe you're a liar. You haven't lied to me yet that I know of. Okay. So, what would increase your confidence that I own a Ferrari? Um, well, it would be a scale. You know, the obvious answer is if I saw the Ferrari. Okay. If you took me on a drive in it. But... There's a scale. That number goes up and down, right? Right. So if you want to increase it bit by bit, right, maybe you own a Ferrari, but currently it's in Germany and we're in Tyler, Texas. I can't go see it. I can't go ride in it. Yeah. But if you're able to sit here and describe to me um, the interior, how the engine works, how long you've owned it, where you bought it, for how much, whatever, my confidence is going up because you're giving me a lot of details that otherwise you wouldn't have if you just wanted to lie about a Ferrari. If I did all that, where would that would you be on the scale? Like, it would raise from probably that 80 to like 85 to a 90. I'm like, this guy knows a lot about Ferrari. He says he owns one. He seems like a car guy. He must have one. Huh, okay. If I really was interested and I really cared whether or not you own Ferrari, I don't know why I would. But if I really <laughs> cared, I could go home and look up, well, how much does a 2017 red Ferrari cost? Um, yeah. If you bought it in Germany on this time, at this time, on this day, yeah. with this many miles on it, like you said it was, and I'm like, uh, his number was $25,000 off, sounds a little fishy, right? But all that research for something that's silly, you know, wouldn't happen. So okay. it's all hypothetical. But ultimately, yeah, and I still couldn't reason 100 until the moment I sat in the car. Would you think, I guess this goes back to the justification question, mm-hmm. if I never gave you any information and I just told you I, I have one yeah. 
it, would you be justified in believing I had a Ferrari? Or like, could you be? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the what, what the what the word would be. Is it is it a good practice to believe me just on that? Um, I'm a big believer in taking people at their word. Okay. Generally, um, whether or not that's good, yeah, that's questionable. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, I, and, and and that goes on to someone else's experience too. How how willing they are to trust people. Yeah. Right. If I've been hurt a lot, my ability to trust someone right out the door is lower. Does it? I haven't hurt much. It's higher. Does your ability to trust people to, uh, differ based off of what they're saying? Like, so let's say I own a space shuttle. Would you, would that be different? Right, because that's less likely. Ah, okay. Right? Space shuttle is a lot more expensive than a Ferrari. Okay. Right, and I know what Elon Musk looks like, and you're not him. <laughs> so, I do too. There's not many more people on the planet who own a space shuttle. Does Elon Musk or, uh, own a space shuttle? He I owns think... SpaceX, and they fly to outer space, so. Yeah, he has like Falcon 9s yeah. and stuff. Okay. So they go up there. Okay. It's not quite like NASA's, but they, <laughs> they go up there. Okay. Um, Last question. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. yeah I kind of, we kind of sidetracked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, uh, l- one of the questions I like to end with is um, about testability. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I always like to give the example of gravity. So, I. I believe gravity is, is, you know, working and will continue to work mm-hmm. and uh, I have a certain expectations of what that will entail. Yeah. Um, so like, I believe this pin, if I let it go, it's going to drop. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, um, It'd be really unfortunate if that didn't work out. Yes. For your example. Yeah, well I would have it on camera, it would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, um, and even though I can test it and and all that, um, even though it, like I, I let it go and it didn't like hover, mm-hmm. um, I have a way to discover if I'm mis- if I'm mistaken about my understanding of gravity. Yeah. So if I let it go and it hovered or went down slow or left, right, up, whatever, I can. There's a way. There's a feedback for me to understand yeah. that my understanding of gravity is mistaken. Um, is there something that you could point to or a mechanism or a feedback loop mm-hmm. that you could discover if you were mistaken about yeah. the the Christian God? Yeah. Um, there is for me. Okay. I, I can get feedback and I can I can test my faith. Unfortunately you can't test mine. So that that stinks. And I always wish that there was a way for people that didn't already have a relationship with God to test it and then know. Does not. What would be an example if if that if it happened you would understand that you were mistaken? Right. Um, you know it's kind of a tricky thing because I, I look at you know an answered prayer for example helps strengthen my faith and my confidence. An unanswered prayer doesn't hurt it though because I also ultimately have the understanding that um, God's smarter than I am. And again, so many things I've been through that seem like bad things, like I said in the beginning, turned out mm-hmm. to be good. So if I say, God, I'm lonely, I want a wife. Like, I don't know any girls. Help me out. And I go 10 years and I still don't meet any eligible single women. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But I also acknowledge because I've experienced so many things of, of God making things better that like, okay, well, that maybe that's a good thing. Maybe whoever I wanted to marry is actually going to be like the worst person on the planet. She's going to murder me and my family. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what God saved me from. But so that's a way to test whether or not he's real. But for me to test whether or not he's not real is really what the question is. Yeah. How do you test whether you're actually mistaken about this? Yeah. How do I how do I test if I'm mistaken? Um, Well kind of an odd thing to test really just think about it um is there anything more important to you than whether or not a god exists uh no is there any more like so for for such an important question yeah whether it's true or not true wouldn't you want to use the most 
extensive and reliable method to concluding whether it's true or not? You would want to. Is there one? Is really the question. Mm. And if there's not, what are you left with? Yeah. So if, if, if we assume for a second, without a shadow of a doubt, there's a heaven, there's a hell. Okay. There's one way to get there. There's a million ways to get there. Okay. Okay. That's what almost every religion believes. Until you get into some that are just like, everyone goes to heaven because we're all happy. Right? Yeah. That's a nice thought. But um, ultimately, if that's what everyone believes, that's a big deal. That's a huge difference. Right. Um, so that's an important question for everyone. What sucks is because heaven and hell don't exist in our physical realm, mm-hmm. there's no real way to test one or the other. There's no, and that's why for as long as man will be on this planet, we'll never be able to prove, right? And that's why no religion will ever have 100% of the population. It ever will. Because there's no way to prove without a shadow of a doubt, one's right and one's wrong. There's none. Hmm. But there's ways for me, because that scale slides. Some days I'm at a three, right? Okay. Some days it goes down. Because some days. I'm like, God, where are you? Like, everything is like, have everything sucks. Everything's horrible. Everything is shitty that's happening to me today. I need help. And it seems like he doesn't show up. Yeah. And so it's lower. But then something happens and you realize he was there all along. I just didn't see him. I didn't feel him, whatever. But like, oh, that turned out so much better than what I had before. Mm. Um, and now the level's back up higher. Okay. So it slides, but that's no fault of the higher powers or the thought process that's a fault of mine that's a fault of mine to say well my i'm my confidence level is shaky based on what how like what kind of mood i'm in and that's not reliable mm. but okay uh so one one yeah, yeah, yeah. final question i swear i'm done no, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm giving you a workout i know i know <laughs> um if if you can't identify something that would indicate that you're mistaken about uh-huh. uh, the Christian God existing, yeah, if there's something that you could like point to to go, okay, if that happened, then I would know. Yeah, that's just not available. Yeah, is it possible that you are mistaken, but simply don't have a way to discover it? Yeah, it's possible. Hmm. In the same vein, it's possible that the Holocaust never happened, right? Um, I would like to believe, and, and there's a lot of good reasons to believe, that history is not lying to us, this wasn't something made up, that all these people who are Holocaust survivors are lying about it. You know, it, it makes a lot more sense to believe that they're telling the truth, than that everyone's lying just so I can hate one person that may or may not have ever existed. Are you saying there's no way to to verify that the Holocaust did or didn't happen? Um, unless you were there. I mean, our verification is other people's stories and it's videos mm. that you could argue, because there's, there's Holocaust deniers, they're crazy, because they have to they have to gather, they have to be so adamantly opposed mm. to believing people are saying that like they're choosing to, from the get-go, that is false, but, uh, yeah, you can argue these videos, these are paid actors. You could argue um, no one died, these people were paid to lie about it. Mm. You could argue whatever you wanted to argue, but it'd be crazy. So there's there's a theological concept with Jesus when he was on the planet, right? Because no one really denies that Jesus was on the planet. Okay. There's a lot of evidence to say that you know, there are censuses that said, like, there's a guy named Jesus, he's from Nazareth, he walked the earth. He's yeah. really popular, lots of books about him that aren't even in the Bible. So, like, we're pretty confident he was here. Stephen Hawking was like, he's here. But uh, Richard Dawkins is like, yeah, he was here. He just wasn't God. Um, and then we look at the Bible, and the Bible's pretty conclusive, right? There's so there's more manuscripts, original manuscripts for the Bible than any other histor- historical text on the planet. Yeah. So that's a pretty big deal. So we look at that, and we say, okay, so Jesus was here. He definitely claimed he was God. That happened. And he had all these people that followed him who also claimed he was God. So there's one of three options. Either he was a liar, he lied, and he wasn't God. He just said he was. And everyone else lied to cover up for him. Or he's a lunatic, 
he was crazy. All his followers were also crazy, and they all believed he was God, including him, but he wasn't. Or, he's Lord. He's actually God. It's mm -hmm. three else. That's the concept. So, he's a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. Those are the only three options. Um, I can come up with some more. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> like, if, if we were just like, okay, we can just figure out, okay, how many more options can, can we present? So, like, let's say he wasn't Lord, but he was supernatural and he was a demigod. Okay. But in everything else that he happened, or maybe he was sent from an alien race. Right. To you know, like we can just come up with so many. But he's still a liar in that instance. Yeah, but like said, I'm God. It could be like so much more complex. Yeah. It's maybe because you know if you maybe there was supernatural involved, but it was something uh, that we don't understand, and we're just being told what it, what right. it's from. So like I can. If you if you take that mindset of yeah. coming up with things, you can um, you can come up with a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So what what's more important to me is how do we verify yeah. these um, situations? Like which one? How do we verify that it was an alien race behind it all along? Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't until the day that you die. That's the only time. You will ever know 100% one way or the other. Mm. Until then, anyone who tells you they're 100%, they're lying. Until then, 99%? Yeah. 99%, that's safe. You can get there. Mm. I'm really confident. Again, I wouldn't dedicate my life to it if I wasn't. I would have to be crazy mm. to dedicate my life to it. But if I'm 99% sure that I'm right, and I'm 1% sure that someone else is right, I mean, I'm going to keep studying, I'm going to keep reading, I'm going to keep testing what they believe. I'm going to keep mm -hmm. reading their books yeah. and hearing their speeches. But as long as I'm at 99 and they're at 1%, in my mind, I would not be justified to go with their belief. I would only be justified to go with mine. I'm a crazy person if I don't. Why would you dedicate your entire life to something you have 1% confidence in? You wouldn't. Unless you're crazy. Yeah, so... Basically, if you are confident in something, you're justified in believing it. Is that what you're saying? Um, I would I would probably make the case. I would say, yeah, you're just fine believing it. You're welcome to be wrong. Yeah. This is all. Yeah, this is all hypothetical under the blanket mm -hmm. statement of definitely could be wrong. Okay. But if you have 100% confidence in something, if you have 99% confidence in something. Yeah. Still knowing that it could be not true, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a justified belief, I would say. But again, I might be wrong because we have different definitions yeah. of justifiable. I guess I'm wondering then, what is the correlation between confidence and truthfulness? Yeah. Because if so, wouldn't you agree that someone can be 100% confident about something, but it be, they just be dead wrong. Like flat earthers, right? Yeah. Just dead. Right. Like, yeah. they're just... Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if our confidence levels aren't tied to reliable ways to get to truth, mm -hmm. to verify or whatever, then I guess anyone could be justified in anything if justification is just a high level of confidence. Um, I don't think justification is a high level of confidence. Oh, okay. But I think that... Um, if it and but that's still you know what's justification what does that mean and why does it matter yeah that's really the question so you could someone could be a hundred percent confident the earth is flat mm -hmm. and like that's probably justifiable I still don't know if I would use that word like I said before I might use the word understandable right okay I might take them and test them and show they have an IQ of 80 right like you can kind of figure out why someone believes what they believe yeah um, and I also acknowledge there's people on this planet who are a lot smarter than me that don't believe in my God. There's people on this planet who are a lot smarter than any atheist who has ever been that do believe in God. So there's no... Intelligence doesn't affect the higher power discussion. I guess maybe when I say justification, I mean... I'm trying to think of a good definition, but like... Um, more likely to be true. Are yeah. there... Is is something? Is the way we does confidence affect truth? Is the way s someone went about being confident is that 
a, something that you can use to be more likely correct than not? Like, is personal experience more likely to lead... Is it reliable in leading you to a true conclusion, or it, can it lead you to false conclusions just as it could true? Like, um, It's more reliable than no personal experience. Yeah. It's less reliable than hard evidence. Okay. Right? That's why we still bring witnesses to the stand, even if there's evidence in the room. Yeah. Um, it's fairly reliable. Yeah. But, and if that's the best you have to go on, it's the best you have to go on. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day. And then, but in, in the courtroom setting, you know, if you have no hard evidence, but you have personal experience, you have witness encounters, witness stories. Yeah. Ultimately, it's up to the belief of every member of the jury to decide whether they believe is true or not. Now, unfortunately, that affects someone else's life probably forever. But uh, there's only one true example, right? Either this guy raped this girl or he didn't. Yeah. And whether or not he gets sentenced to life in prison for it or he walks free does not affect whether or not he did it. Now, these people might still be understandable or justified in believing he did it or didn't do it based on witness experience, but... There's no video of him doing it, so no one really knows except for those two people. Yeah. So, um, are they justified in locking him up? I mean, you know, that's up to the jury, that's up to the judge, that's up to the individual to decide what they believe makes sense or doesn't. Um, but the personal experience, yeah, it's not perfect, but it definitely helps. That's a lot better of a situation than, here's a man, here's a woman. Should he go to jail forever? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, give me something. Yeah. Give me some witness, personal experience that can sway me one way or the other. Because I don't want to decide this guy's fate forever based on nothing. I'll take personal experience over evidence. Now, if you got evidence, give me that. Yeah. Right. If she took pictures of him in the process, give me that. But if yeah. you don't have it, I'll take what I can get. Right. Um. So it's it's relatively reliable. It's not the most reliable. I'll give you that. Yeah. But it's enough that someone believing it's true, it, it makes sense. It's understandable. So, like, personal experience can get you as far as 99%, but to yeah. get to that last 100%, you need, you need hard evidence. Okay, I got you. You will not hit hard evidence until you die on this subject. All right, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That was yeah, uh, definitely fun. over 10 minutes, but I, know. I, I enjoyed cool. it. I like it. <laughs> I have yeah. a card. Um, okay. In case you wanted to ever reach out, sometimes people like to do second interview. Um, but we did cover a lot of ground, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll my card. You. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Thank Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.